So I don't know about you. I go back to a time when, but it's it, it's not like uh, you know I was born in the 1800s. Uh, I think any of you who uh, have been to university at some time, dare I say, high school, uh, I don't know, 30 years ago and uh, and before that, certainly would know when I say library that I'm talking about what at that time was pretty much a square building with different floors. Sometimes it was. Um, decoratively put together, but ultimately it was a bunch of shelves and uh, the books were divided by sections and uh, cataloged by the Dewey Decimal System and you went and you got what you needed and you went to a long desk and sat with like-minded other persons who you didn't necessarily know and you copied salient facts into your notebook or you went and used a copier because, yeah, they had them by then and you uh, you copied stuff out of books that you needed and took it home, and uh, that created the the basis for whatever project you were working on or study you were into. Libraries aren't like that anymore. Libraries are radically different, and uh, none more so than the newly uh, redone Robarts Library at U of T. In fact, um, for a modern building, it's quite striking. There was a, a predecessor building that was a box, but this one's far from a box. Uh, and uh, the internal workings of it and how individual users are going to be treated and the kind of isolation that you get and uh, and how you can plug in. There's so much to talk about. The Robarts Library of U of T, I think, is going to be uh, a marvel for um, years to come, if not generations to come. Let's uh, talk to Gary McCluskey. He is principal at Diamond Schmidt, the lead architect on the project. Gary, hi. Hello, Gary. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Good morning. Oh, I got you, I got you now. Whatever was wrong is, uh, is fixed. Glad you're aboard. So you sat down and you took a look at a, a kind of a, my characterization, nothing building, and you turned it into something that uh, I would have to say from my perspective, and I worked across the street from U of T for a very long time. It's a striking uh, modern example of a, a superb building for that campus in the midst of a bunch of buildings that are striking for the way they looked from a hundred years ago. Uh, very true. Very true. The, um, the era in which the original Robarts library was built, which is almost 50 years ago now, um, big time of change on the campus at U of T because it was really growing, growing in scale, growing in size, growing in, in student population. So they, they were planning to build a really big, and as you know, it's 13 stories high and 4 million volumes and you know, third biggest library in North America. It's a, it's a, a substantial building, also very large. But as you kind of alluded to, it was pretty controversial in its time because we use a lot of, a lot of uh, words like um, rugged, ruggedly elegant gothic to you know uh, collegiate gothic and these words you kind of allude to that that character of buildings from that era that oh era. so that's that's just another way of saying it looked like crap <laughs> it was a tough it was a tough character and i think some things have happened to the to to the building over time which have helped it one of which is you have the buildings around it have also grown in scale and you know as additions have been made over time so that it doesn't stand out quite as much as it did uh, 50 years ago it fits into the scale now but what you're also getting at is that original building was built out of concrete primarily concrete the the style at that time was called brutalism which probably has to be one of the better descriptive terms for for the style it is it's, it's got a brutal kind of character to it so for us in coming and building this new edition called Robert's Common, 
one of the things that we thought we could do, which is pretty simple, actually, in the end, was kind of turn that inside out and use a lot more glass. We are, uh, your description of, of library use, although we're not, we're not referencing the book materials as much, the use of libraries is still very much on very big, big part of campus life. Students are, although they may be accessing a lot of things digitally, they still do want to come and do it in that kind of communal environment of the library. So very heavily used. Yeah, I was going to follow up on that because the concept of being uh, seated in in amongst rows of shelves of books and going and selecting the book or books that you require, that's pretty much gone because uh, although there are some references, I guess, that you would have to um, handle physically, most of the stuff you can go online and you can get. And so people working in libraries are people who have business on campus. They invariably are carrying their devices with them because uh, there's nobody who's busy copying from a page to uh, to another page using pen and pencil. It's not. It, there's no reason for it to be done in this day and age. And so the concept of, of quiet... Um, may be maintained, but you can design for quietness. And the idea of being in a very bright space that gives you uh, an upbeat lift um, sounds logical. And and looking at the pictures that I'm seeing, and I know our listeners can't see them, you've done nothing but put glass in there. And uh, and beautiful it is. It kind of is is somewhat reminiscent of today's modern buildings. Not to say something like the AGL. So yeah, you're right on. That was that was our that was kind of our our, our our approach to the to the building was the quality of natural light, which I think is one of the things that can kind of support a studying environment, a great kind of environment to be working in. That was our that was our kind of our core starting point. Can I also mention that this this new wing of the building, which is five stories high, has no books in it. It is all study space. Now, there are still those four million volumes next door in the, in the kind of the, the, the main Roberts Library, but this new space, what the library was looking for was study space. And your characterization of, yes, students between classes, you've got an hour and a half, you want to do some studying, that aspect of library use is still very much in demand. Can I mention the other thing, though, which is group study? One of the things about being in a university environment, college environment, is working together with your classmates, with your, with your peers. And so there are study rooms that you can book in the building as well, which have, you know, obviously access to Wi-Fi, but they'll also have uh, uh, monitors where you can jointly share information together. So those kind of quiet study rooms that a group of people who are working on a project together can book and use, that was another feature of the library. But certainly in all cases, what we were really looking to do was kind of create this, I like your word, uplifting environment, which sort of supports the student activity on campus. So Robarts Common is really what we're talking about, not so much the library, because the access to the books is, is it sounds strange to say about a library, but that's just because of, uh, of you know, the era I come from and, and uh, the era that anybody who's, uh, I guess, over the age of 40, 45 comes from. Uh, the idea that you probably don't have to get to the books uh, very readily. So a study space and a research space without books makes perfect sense in 2021 and 2022, which is the school year where this this whole new approach to uh, Robarts Library, Robarts Common, um, is is available. This is this is starting now. Uh, so uh, you know, you can confirm that that's right, but I think it is. I'm more interested. I'm more interested though in hearing you talk about the fact that you're looking at 18,000 daily users, and given what we at least temporarily have to contend with, how you do that and make it safe. 
so certainly one of the um, uh, one of the, the kind of the, the key aspects of of coming into the library that I think will be interesting and new is at the front doors of this new Robert Covenant. Good, you're making the distinction. The Robert's Library Building that's still there, and it's got lots of study space as well. But this new facility, one of the things it does, it turns its face to the west side of campus, so it'll be another access point into the library. But one of the things that it has at the front doors is actually there. There are 1,200 study positions within the building on. Ground floor level is entry. It's the levels, the four levels above that are where the study spaces are. And there's ba- there is actually, like when you enter a parking garage and it lets you know how many spots there are at each level, as you enter the building, we've got a display which will let you know where the study spaces are. So again, it's really tuned for that student who's got, you've got a class in the morning, you've got a class in the afternoon, this is your time to get some studying done. Time is, like everybody, right? Time is of the essence. So to be able to arrive at the building and quickly kind of know where there are places available, that's a kind of a, a, a new feature that's been added as well, just to, to, to kind of take advantage of, of the best use of everybody's time in the space. Okay, so I, I want to follow up on the other thing because U of T, as everybody knows, this has got nothing to do with you and, and the architectural design, but U of T decided that anybody who uh, is registered can go and attend class. They're not asking whether people were vaccinated or not. However, there are people who were who are going to be concerned with who's sitting next to them. What kind of isolation is allowed for in the, in the Robarts Common that keeps people who want to be alone alone? So what, uh, number one, are, are these bookable... Uh, quiet study spaces where you can, as an individual, you can book those alone. The other thing that the U of T of the libraries is doing is they're basically monitoring, as as all institutions are now, what's going on with kind of the caseload here over August uh, and coming into September. And they will basically space, they will create greater spacing for the student study positions, even at, at areas that are more open, in, in open areas. They'll basically uh, provide greater spacing between uh, uh, workstations, study spaces, in order to allow for that uh, less dense kind of study, study uh, uh, environment. And then over the course of the fall, as we, you know, as we're all going to kind of track here and see what's, uh, I think one thing we've we've learned over the course of the last year is to uh, be patient, <laughs> to make plans, and then be able to adjust those plans. So I think as as case numbers fall, uh, and there's a greater confidence in the ability for for communal activities to to kind of continue at greater densities, then they'll add more seating uh, and allow it to kind of uh, head up to its kind of uh, you know sort of fully occupied design load. Gary, I want to thank you for your time, and I want to congratulate you on your achievement. It looks like a great thing for the people at U of T and for Toronto. Thanks very much. All right, Gary McCluskey, principal at Diamond Schmidt, lead architect on the project, the project being the revamped Robarts Library at U of T, and notably the Robarts Commons. So as you uh, either walk across campus or drive by, uh, that striking glass front will get you uh, every time. Take a look when you um, get near U of T or on U of T campus soon.